Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. J.J. Joe on Mondays, Ricky Thompson on Wednesdays, both a part of Baylor Radio. Ricky joins us, Craig Smoke, Paul Catalina, David Smoke on 365 Sports, and I got to tell you, I, I was going to like send you a text after it was 35 to 7. You want to keep doing this segment. I'm not joking. I, it, it, was, it was ugly, as you know, and, and halfway joking. Did we see, no matter although the warts remain, a team that has the ability to fight for themselves and their coach? Well, simple answer to that is yes, because I can tell you at the point when you would have called me at 35 to 7, <laughs> I was ready to go to the airplane. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was ugly. Uh, but, I mean, we saw something that is, well, what was it, 830-something consecutive NCAA games with that top lead that there has been no comeback. That really tells you all you need to know. It, it was amazing. Of course, a lot of things had to happen to go our way. It kind of takes me back to Michigan State Baylor in that Cotton Bowl game where six or seven different things had to happen for the Bears to lose that game. Well, about 15 had to happen for the Bears to win this one, and all of them did. And a lot of that was just summed up by gutsy play and players that didn't quit and made a couple of plays. And how much have we talked about it before, how much confidence you get off of one good play mm-hmm. and then another good play and then one more. And I think that's what you saw. And the other thing is, in the fourth quarter, the playmakers were in the game. I mean, I know our substitution cycles, and I know we get into that rut sometimes, but you know, when, when it's on the line, get the guys in the game that can make plays. I think that's what we did. And hats off to Blake Shapin, too, for playing when he's still not 100%. Uh, just – a true difference maker there. Ricky, uh, I've talked about this a couple times this week, and you were down in the field, but, you know, the the fans left kind of like intermittently throughout the game in the fourth quarter. Baylor was going down in the end zone where there were no fans left. How much of an advantage do you think that was for them to, like, you know, especially when UCF did make good plays, that they weren't going into the teeth of the noise anymore? That's a good question. I don't really know the answer to that. I think sometimes when you're on the road like that, it's really easier to play to me just because there's a different type pressure, and I think you understand that. But uh, it was really surprising. I know it was hot, but uh, at 
35 to 7, 35 to 10. It's kind of unusual to see the home fans uh, storming out of the stadium and leaving, but it was probably, what, 60% of what was there when the game started mm-hmm. toward the end of the game. That's a pretty big drop, and, and you're right. The end that the Bears were going into, I guess, was too probably the end where the sun was at its peak during that football game, and they were gone. So it sure didn't hurt us, I'll tell you that much. Ricky, there was a stat the other day about how the four new Big 12 schools are like 1-7, in seven, I think, through their, their conference play so far, and that one win, I think, was against one another, uh, BYU over Cincinnati. Um, there's that adjustment period, you know, just like TCU had, just like West Virginia had, but I remember one of the players saying that they could just kind of feel as the, the game got late that they were kind of, you know, uh, I guess, huffing and puffing or, or just didn't want to be there, and they could sense that and capitalize on that. Uh, did you get the sense that UCF got worn down and, and that's going to be part of their process of adjusting to the new Big 12? Absolutely. I, I think they did. And you would think on their turf uh, in a climate they were used to, and guys, it was humid. It, it wasn't just over-the-top hot, but it mm-hmm. was really humid and suffocating down there. And I thought we handled that part of the game really well. And we had to. If you go 26 nothing in the fourth quarter, uh, you're not worn out. And I think we showed that. Uh, we made plays on both sides. The defense finally, who I thought looked really, really bad in the first quarter particularly, uh, came up with some really critical stops and made some plays offensively. You've got a 170-pound receiver, Monterey Bowen, breaking two tackles on a run down to what the – 20 or so that set up the last field goal. Uh, you've got a freshman returning uh, a fumble 70 yards plus an interception from him. I just think we're kind of seeing who the playmakers are. And and don't misjudge the fact, too, that the pace picked up mm-hmm. a ton in the second half. Now, part of that was because we're behind, but I think what you're going to see from this point is more of that because – that's when Blake's at his best, I think. That's when this offense is at its best. And uh, quit running the play clock down. Get the plays in and let's go. So how much does one win carry over to another? In some sports it doesn't. In some sports it does. I think in football it does, particularly with the week between games. Uh, most other sports, baseball, basketball, you, if you lose on Monday, you're playing again on Saturday. So lose on Wednesday, you play again on Saturday. Sometimes it's Saturday to Monday. But with football, it's always week to week. And I think it's huge. I think it's a huge momentum boost, particularly to win on the road like that. Uh, You're coming back home with a conference game against Tech that you win. You're three and three. I mean, guys, I think we all said two weeks ago, if somehow you go from one and three to three and three, it's a whole new football season. And I think that is very, very true. Plus, you've got a week off after that. So, mm-hmm. I think this game is very, very big. And if that doesn't build some confidence in what they did last week, I would be shocked. You mentioned the playmakers, Richard Reese, Monterey Baldwin. You mentioned shape and what he meant. How about with uh, Caden Jenkins, not just scooping and scoring? Because a lot of times the, the initial thought is, oh, my God, the ball's in the ground, lay on it. And then you'd have to go 65 yards or so. The, the, the ability, the instincts to pick it up and go. Absolutely. And, and, and Smokey, that's not the first game this dude's played really good football against Texas. I know we were terrible, but two different instances. First play, you got Xavier Worthy, Worthy on the quick screen, and he just takes him out for a couple-yard loss. And then 
really his best play to me was one-on-one in the secondary with Baxter, the Texas running back, put his helmet right in his chest and took him down. This kid is talented, and I think he's going to be really, really good. Uh, he already is, but uh, that's huge for a freshman to play like that, and I would not be scared to have him in the game at any particular point. I mean, he's a playmaker, and uh, he's got a long career ahead of him, and I think, you know, let's think about back about Jalen Petrie. I mean, this kid's probably better as a freshman than Jalen was, and you know where Jalen ended up. And I think this kid got the chance to be one of the better guys in the secondary we've had in a long time. Ricky, I know you're busy down there on the sidelines, but uh, in the midst of all that, you know, one of the things Dave Aranda talked about with Monterey Baldwin, who he kind of touched on earlier, was that even during the blowout loss to Texas, that he was still being really encouraging on the sidelines. And Monterey said, like, I get to see guys, you know, believe in a little bit more, even though we were getting whooped. And then he said, I, you know, carried that over this week. And he could just sense that it was helping guys. And uh, could you sense any of that from either Monterey or just in general, but particularly with Baldwin, that he was kind of taking up that mantle and growing into being a bit more of a leader these last couple of weeks? You know what, Craig, that's a good point. And I, I think part of that goes to the fact that he's been in the football game. I remember – Early in the season, I, we're all thinking, well, where is Monterey? Where is Monterey? And I know there's a lot of factors that go into getting a guy on the field, but that kid came through that period that had to be really tough on him, and he's making plays, and you can just see that he and Shapin have that connection. But you also could tell he wanted to play. I mean, sometimes you can get that feeling, yeah, I don't know if this guy wants to be out there or not. Well, he wanted to be out there, and he was making play after play, and if he's not a huge part of this offense going forward, I would be shocked. And the fact that that kid has weathered the storm of not playing and now is actually providing some leadership, which I don't know about y'all. I think that's been severely lacking in these first few games. Mm-hmm. I just think that's huge. Yeah, Ricky. They, I mean, look, they go into a game this week. Uh, you know, it's a two and three team against two and three team. Both of these teams are, are, are playing for. I mean, save the season would be kind of drastic maybe, but at least save your chance to have a reasonably good season because two and four really puts you behind it and you kind of know who you're going to be for the rest of the way on the way out after that one. Yeah, Paul, I almost look at it the other way and say whoever wins this game, I think it could make their season. I know Mm. it's going to make the the bowl chore a lot easier uh, getting that third win at this point halfway through the season would mean you just have to go three and three on the back half. Obviously you want to do better than that, but this is a rivalry type game. It's at home. I know we haven't played it well at home, but uh, I think, I just think if somehow we go out there and find a way to win this game and I like the chances with Blake, uh, I think it could be a season maker as far as the end result. Now, obviously going to be tough to win this league although you are two and one but uh throw that out play it one game at a time you win this one i think you go into cincinnati with a week off with a ton of confidence that you can win that game too lose this game different story it makes it a long two weeks hey uh this is still and it, it seems like somewhat awkward this series between baylor and Texas Tech with so many changes so many crossovers in the coaching staff with joey mcguire or not yeah, it, it it is a little funny, a little awkward uh, to me. There's you got coaches both ways. I mean, he took several guys with him when he went to Tech. You got several guys left here that coached with those guys. So 
I think I think that is awkward, and uh, I know he's going to want to win this game in a big way. Uh, particularly last year didn't go so well with the Mahomes induction into the Hall of Fame, and we thrashed them pretty good up there. So they'll have their stingers out. But you know what? I think that's when players welcome that challenge and go out and play and and win the football game. I just think that uh, that effect of of McGuire coming back into Waco. I think our guys want to beat him, so uh, just like he wants to beat us. I just, I just think that – I think this is going to be a really interesting football game. I, 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 the one thing I would mention is this offense that Tech runs, and I know they've struggled, but it's the kind of offense that has really given our defense problems. So I think that's where my questions lie. How will we line up? How will we play defense? What will we do against this spread offense that Tech runs? Ricky, thank you very much. See you Saturday. Ricky Thompson, former Baylor wide receiver and also Baylor sideline reporter with us. Baylor Radio on 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.